welcome everybody. So glad that you're here. Well, it was uh, 20 years ago this weekend, March 2nd, 1997, the River Glen held our grand opening services over at uh, Waukesha West High School. And I never dreamed uh, that 20 years later, here we are, you know, with so many people in this building, um, making an impact for Jesus and changing lives. It's just amazing what uh, God's, God's done. And I'm really grateful. I want to say some thank yous. I want to first and, and, and foremost uh, thank God for some reason God uh, God decided to just, you know, blow wind, blow the wind of his spirit into the sails of this church and do some amazing things these last uh, 20 years. And so obviously very grateful uh, to, to him and thankful for my family, my wife Marnie, for her support and, and help. Without her, the church would have never even gotten off the ground and our kids have been so supportive. Deeply grateful for my family, thankful for the uh, elder team and our staff. I'll tell you what, we're blessed with just extraordinary uh, elders and staff that love Jesus, love each other, serve uh, faithfully, and I'm just really grateful to serve with them. And I'm grateful to every one of you. You know, you've all have played a part in what God's doing here in the last 20 uh, years, and I'm grateful uh, for that. Well, 20 years ago, uh, 1997, that seems like way long time ago, uh, doesn't it? A uh, couple uh, trivia questions for you. Anybody remember the big movie, big movie that was out, it came out in 1997? Anybody want to take a guess? Yeah, Good. Titanic, yeah, all uh, three hours and 14 minutes of uh, Titanic. Yeah, um, uh, January 26, 1997, what happened on that day? Packers, yeah, good, you guys are on this. Yeah, good, Packers won the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, let's see how you do with this. Anybody want to guess at the price of gas? In, no, I, no, not 90 cents, no. A <laughs> dollar, dollar uh, 22, um, which I'm sure I complained about. I have no idea why I should have stored up that... Uh, that stuff. And this was considered high tech. You know, and for those of you uh, under age 20, this is called a VCR tape. We didn't have Netflix, all right? This is how we watched uh, movies. And so a lot's changed, but 97 was really a great year. And I thought about what to say today, and my mind just kept coming back to a certain group of people that I'm really grateful for. Now, if you're new, if you've started attending recently, maybe you've noticed something special, something different about River Glen. And what you may not know is that we are a volunteer-driven, volunteer-dependent organization. We have some of the most amazing people on the planet, over 400 people every week that bring their time, their talents, their, their, their skills, their, their abilities to serve in just extraordinary uh, ways. But today I'm not going to refer to them as, as volunteers because this is a special weekend. We're celebrating 20 years of changing lives. And so I'm going to call our volunteers change makers because you know what? That's what you do. That's who you are. And as we look back to the last 20 years, you're the ones who did it. God used you. You're the difference makers. You're the uh, change makers. For many years, we met in a cafeteria over at West High School. And our change makers, uh, we, we, we calculated, set up and took, uh, took down chairs 170,000 times. Yeah, that's a lot. In addition to lots of other equipment. More recently, 340 of our changemakers have gotten on airplanes and boarded vans and taken trips, mission trips, to meet the needs of the least of these locally or regionally and uh, globally. In the last year, almost 350 changemakers have served needs right here in our local community through Love Waukesha projects. We've had 60 
change makers go through 50 plus hours of training to become Stephen ministers and come alongside people going through some difficult times and helping them. We have 115 change makers who lead or help lead small groups in our church that help people grow and, and, and build into each other. We have over 140 change makers who build into children and students every week and teach them about Jesus. Our uh, change makers serve uh, over 7,200 beverages through the Red Sea yeah, every, every uh, year to create a hospitality atmosphere uh, here. And our change makers greet and welcome over 6,000 people a month who come through our, our doors. Now, maybe you wonder, you know, why do people do so much? Why do people serve so much around here? Well, it's because change makers understand what hangs in the balance here every single weekend. You know, for instance, you know, there's a, maybe there's a single dad going through a really tough time, a single dad going through a, a, a divorce, and a buddy at work tells him, hey, you should come check out our church. You got to bring your kids and check out our church. And so today... He gets up and he comes to River Glen for the first time. But what he may not realize at that point is that we have some people who came early, put lanyards on to be out in the parking lot to greet him and help him find his way. We've got some people who got up early, came in early to start brewing coffee and opening up the Red Sea to create a warm atmosphere. What he doesn't know is we have, we have many other people who came early, put on name tags to greet him and his family and his kids at the door. And what he doesn't know is that we have volunteers, who, Kid Life volunteers who have worked all week to, to make sure that his kids have an experience they'll never forget. And what he doesn't know is that we have uh, volunteer change-making musicians and vocalists who have, have, have learned music and lyrics this week. We have people who've worked on videos so that he would have a great experience. But without knowing any of that, you know, he pulls into our parking lot for the first time, and somebody in the parking lot greets him. Somebody at the door uh, says, welcome to River Glen. People in the lobby help him find his way and get his kids checked in. And then he walks into the auditorium. Somebody hands him a program. And it's like God uses the music to penetrate his soul. And the video just moves him. And somehow God even miraculously uses the mediocre sermon that I give as, as well. And then when he goes to pick up his kids at, at, at Kid Life, they're, they're so excited, and they say, Dad, Dad, we learned about Jesus today. We learned about Jesus. And under his breath, he says, so did I. So did I, boys. Now, he didn't know it, but before he came here, there were hundreds of change makers getting ready for him uh, and his boys to give them an experience they would never forget and on behalf of River Glen, I want to just say thank you to all of you change makers who bring your time and your talents and your gifts and your prayers. Uh, thanks for understanding what hangs in the balance here every single weekend. You're amazing people, and God's used you uh, to change many lives over the past 20 years. But here's an important reality about change makers change makers weren't always change makers. And very often, what triggers somebody to move in that direction is they begin to have some questions or maybe a feeling of inner dissatisfaction. Basically, they start asking questions like, you know, what on earth am I here for? You know, why did God put me on this planet? What's the purpose of my life? Another way to say it is the way that a well-known theologian explained it a few years ago by the name of Forrest Gump. He said it this way. Do you float around like a feather on a breeze? 
Or do you have a destiny? You know, think about that. Do you float around, you know, like a feather? You know, blown here, blown there, going here, going there, doing this, doing that. Or do you have a God-directed plan for your life? I'll let the scriptures answer that question. Proverbs 16 says, the Lord has made everything for his own purpose. God's made everything for his own purpose. Not, not your purpose, not my purpose, not our dreams, not our ambitions, but God's made everything for his purpose, and that's why you're here. If you're breathing, you know, if your heart is beating, if you're above ground, God has a purpose for your life. Look at this amazing statement about you in Ephesians chapter 2. It says, for we are God's workmanship. In the original language, the word here is craftsmanship. It's this idea that God handcrafted you. He custom designed you uh, in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. This means before your birth, God had a purpose for your life. God had your days numbered before one of them came came to be. He prepared you to do good works in Christ Jesus. And so there's a much better way to live than, you know, a feather on a breeze. And that better way is to put your hand in God's hand and go on an adventure with him. It's taking God's God's hand and letting him accomplish his purposes in your life. It's taking uh, God's hand and investing your life in something that will outlast you. Change makers accept God's call to do good works in Christ Jesus and advance God's cause. And so what God's done here the last 20 years, it's no accident. And it's no accident that you're here today. I want you to think about this. This is a uh, this is kind of mysterious. Isn't, isn't it true if you think about it? I mean, God could have had you live your entire life in the third century. Or, you know, God could have had you live your entire life in the 12th century. God could have, if he wanted, God could have had you born and lived your in, entire life in Afghanistan or Siberia or Tahiti, which would have been really amazing. But for some reason, God chose... Uh, this time, and, and, and Wisconsin, for, for your birth, if you're born here, and, and, and your life. You know, the Apostle Paul made this point. Look at what he said here. For one, from one man, he made every nation. God made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined, God determined the times set for them. And God determined, he determined the exact places where they should live. Think about that. Out of all the places in the, on this planet, out of all the times that you could have lived, God determined that you would live in the 21st century in this location so that you could be in this state, in this city, in this church. And God doesn't make any mistakes. Never once in the, in the Bible do we find God going, oops. No. And so why did God put you in this time? And in this location, in the next verse, Paul tells us why. He says, God did this so that men would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him. And that's why change makers use whatever gifts they have to share the message of Jesus in the best way they know how so that people will seek him and reach out for him and find him and his son Jesus and his love and his grace and his purpose for their life. Sometimes I'll I'll look up on stage and I'll see a drummer over here And I'll think to myself, you know what? He is sharing the message of Jesus in the best way that he can. 
I'll think about the people running the lights, running the sound, putting the slides up here so that we can read the scriptures and the lyrics to the songs. And I'll think to myself, they're sharing the message of Jesus in the best way that they can. I'll think about the volunteers down the Kid Life Hall, you know, meeting in groups of, uh, leading groups of children, helping them understand that God has a purpose for their life. And I'll think, they're sharing the message of Jesus in the best way that they can. I'll think about a woman holding a baby in the nursery so mom and dad, mom or dad can be in here and really focus on God. And I'll think, she's sharing the message of Jesus in the best way she can. And I think about what God has done and is doing through all of us together that none of us could do individually. And it's powerful, and it's fun, and it just fills this place with joy. And so why has God put you on this planet? Why did God choose for you to, to live in this time, in this place, in this location, in this century? He did it so that people will seek him and reach out for him and find his son, uh, Jesus. And God can do amazing things in a church when people are full of Jesus and fully engaged. I mean, this is the greatest cause on this planet that we get to participate in. The church really is the hope of the world. And there is, there is no organization that loves better or serves better or changes lives better than the uh, church. And change makers accept God's call to advance God's cause. And so I want to share with you a, a few observations about our uh, change makers. You know, I was thinking about this. What is it that makes our changemakers, I mean, so unique and impactful? And I listed some qualities and I see, that I see in our changemakers, and it forms kind of a code. A code is an internal set of values that we em embrace. A code is kind of a way of speaking or, and, and living that really uh, defines our, our culture. And this code makes River Glen so unusual and impactful. For example, here's the first thread in the code, and that is that Jesus is the star, and uh, we're, just, we're just the body doubles. Last Sunday night, maybe you watched the Academy Awards uh, ceremony. There were a lot of movie stars that came out for that. Movie stars are very popular in our culture, but something you may not realize is uh, when you're watching a movie, you know, sometimes you think you're watching the star, and it's actually a body double. It's somebody standing in and uh, doing some of the behind-the-scenes stunt work. Let me, let me show you some examples uh, here. We've got, uh, you know, Bruce Willis, the star. Look at his uh, body double, about the same height, wearing the same clothes, uh, same, same hairstyle as, as, as well. And uh, look at this one, Johnny Depp and uh, his body double. Hard to tell them apart. Yeah, sometimes people think our staff members look alike, <laughs> uh, Morgan and Logan. And, uh, you know, sometimes they'll, uh, they'll switch leading, and you don't even know it. Yeah, but uh, uh, just to clarify, Logan on the left and uh, Morgan on the right, and uh, they, do, they do a great, great job. One more here. This is from the movie uh, Titanic, Kate Winslet, and her body double, same height, same, same hair co color. Here's what I've noticed about changemakers. Changemakers remember that we're not the star. We're the body double. Jesus is the star. After Jesus resurrected, he ascended into heaven in his body, and God appointed the church to be the body of Christ, the body double on this, on this earth. So, so we're just standing in for Jesus. Paul explained it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. He said, all of you together are Christ's body. We're the body double. And each of you is a part of it. There's an amazing verse in the book of Philippians that talks about how Jesus humbled himself and he became a servant all the way to, to, to obedience 
to, to death on a, on a cross. But God didn't leave him in the grave. God elevated him to the highest place of honor that at the name of Jesus, every tongue would confess and every knee would bow. And that's why Jesus is the star and we are the body doubles. And I'm thankful to be part of a church community that knows we're not the stars. It's Jesus. It's only and always about Jesus, right? All right, here's a second thread in this, in this code. It's not about me. This is the code that I see in, in, in you. Would you say this with me? Ready? It's not about me. One more time together. It's not about me. And so every time we sing a song that's not your particular taste, change makers say, yeah. And every time we do a series, a message series on the weekend that doesn't directly match, you know, where you're at in, 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 in your life circumstances, change makers say, not about me. Every time we do something around here or, um, you know, we make a decision that maybe isn't quite the way you would do it or the way you would uh, prefer, you say, about me. Because it's not about, it's not about me. And that attitude makes River Glen unique because, because that's not normal in many churches. I heard that a professor at the uh, Fuller Theological Seminary in California did a survey of a thousand churches. And he asked people in these churches, he said, what is the number one purpose of the church? What is your understanding of what the purpose of the church should be? 89% of the people, almost nine out of 10, said the number one purpose of the church is to meet my needs and to meet the needs of my family. And so, in other words, it's about me, my music, my preferences, my wants, my programs. It's all about me. And that's what makes you so extraordinary. I think River Glenn really personifies this verse from Philippians chapter 2 where Paul says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Now, that doesn't mean other people are, are better because God loves everybody equally, but the spirit of Christ leads us to consider and serve others ahead of ourselves because it's not about me. Here's the third part of the code. I am the church every day and everywhere. I grew up going to church uh, from, the, from the time I was born. I uh, went to church. I remember in Sunday school when I was a little kid, they, they, they taught us something fun. And, and I'm going to try to demonstrate it here. I'm going to turn around so you can see me. And uh, maybe some of you are familiar with this. kind of goes like this. You know, this is the church. This is the steeple. Open the doors and see all the people. Yeah, many of you know it. It's fun. It, it, it's cute. But it's absolutely wrong uh, from a biblical standpoint because this building is not the church. Every time the word church occurs in the New Testament, it's referring to people, not a building. If this building burned down, River Glen would not cease to exist because River Glen is the people. The Bible says Christ loved the church and he gave himself up for her, but he didn't die for a building. He died for people. And I am so thankful for the change makers in this church who understand that we're the church every, everywhere, every day, wherever God leads us. We're the hands and feet of Jesus. All right, here's the fourth part of the change maker code, extra is ordinary. I love it when, when we have guests, new people who come, and they are surprised even stunned by the way volunteers 
in our church treat them. I'll share a couple examples uh, with you. There, there, there were many, and I'm, I'm going to choose a couple uh, recent, recent ones. Uh, a, a couple years ago, we, we, uh, we, we found out about a need in, in Waukesha at Carroll University. Many students come to Carroll and uh, don't have transportation to church on the weekend. And someone at River Glen found out, and they donated this van. And so every Sunday... Change makers, our change makers, provide transportation to Carroll students to and from our 1030 service. A couple weeks ago, I'm in the lobby, and this man uh, comes up to me, and he just wanted to express his gratitude. I mean, he was blown away that our church would provide transportation for his child who attends Carroll. To, to church each weekend. And I'm just so proud of our change makers. I love the way that extra is ordinary around here. Here's another example. A week ago last Saturday, I went to the, uh, uh, the uh, dedication for the new Habitat House that we sponsored in downtown Waukesha. Our church, some of you remember this, we donated $25,000. We did an offering giveaway. And a bunch of our change makers helped build this new home. And so I went to the ceremony, the dedication. It was outdoors, about 100 people. It was really cold and windy. And uh, after the uh, outdoor dedication, they invited everybody to come on in and tour it. And I thought, I'm just going to skip that. And so I started walking back. And then I thought, you know, how many times do you get to, you know, walk through a brand new tour, a brand new Habitat house? So I went ahead, just kind of blended in. I'm touring the house, going through the kitchen. And somebody says, uh, uh, Irene, here is Pastor Ben. Irene is the uh, recipient, the owner of the, of the new uh, home. And she just hugged me and clenched me. I mean, she, she held my hand and wouldn't let go and just, just overflowed with gratitude. She was stunned. By the way, our church helped to build this new house for her. And I just love the way extra is ordinary around here. This church, River Glen Church, practices the words of, of, of Paul who said in 1 Corinthians 15, to always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord. Now, here's the fifth part of the code. And uh, before we say it, I want, I want you to say it with me, okay? But I want you to say it like you are a, a football coach, high school football coach trying to fire up your team or a Marine sergeant trying to fire up uh, the troops, okay? And so on the count of three, let's say this in full voice together. Ready? One, two, three. Build up. Yeah, good, good. One of the things I've learned over the years is that outside forces cannot stop the church. Political turmoil can't stop it. Economic crises can't stop it. Moral decay in our culture can't stop it. Wars can't stop it. But I'll tell you what can. Unrestrained negativity and cynicism and grumbling and complaining can bring a church to a halt. Now, when a church has a big vision to do things, great things for God, there's always going to be people who criticize, but change makers choose instead to use words that build up. The scripture says in Ephesians, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful, look at, look at the phrase here, for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And words are powerful. And I just want to say thank you for using words that encourage, words that bless words that inspire, words that build up, because it's contagious, and it really creates a positive environment where God can move here. I want to show you a picture of a, of a group of people that I think embody uh, this code and really have a, uh, had a, a spirit of, of service. This is a picture of the launch team 
that, that uh, formed to start River Glen over 20 uh, years over 20 years ago. These are some change makers that really, really made, a, made an impact. But what I want you to notice about this picture is how small, uh, how small the launch team is. Yeah. I, I remember reading books and attending conferences on how to, how to start a church. And everybody said, you need at least 75 people in your launch team if you ever want to grow past 200. And, but, we, but we had a small launch team. And so I just figured, okay, we'll, we'll just be a small church. And, and I was okay with that. But the people on this launch team, they put their hand in God's hand, and they let him lead. They wanted to fulfill God's purposes for their life. They wanted to invest themselves in something that would outlast them. And God used a small, ordinary group of people to start this church. And I share that. I bring this up because maybe you feel like, well, I'm no big deal. I don't really have any spectacular talents. Or maybe I've got a past. I've made some mistakes. Listen, it's not about you. It's about God. And we serve a really big God who loves to use anyone who makes themselves available. And if you put your hand in God's hand, God will do amazing things in you and through you. I want to give you a glimpse of uh, some change makers from our uh, church who have figured out this code that we're talking about. So take a look at the screens. We're the Schmeichels. We've been attending River Glen since Easter 2005. We serve all over the place. Uh, cafe, team, uh, men's ministry. My name is Kevin, and I serve a number of different areas in the church. I'm one of the leaders for Celebrate Recovery. I lead a couple men's groups. I'm Dale. This is my wife, Kelly, and we've been coming here since 2006, so 11 years now. Um, we serve in two areas. We serve in the Red Sea Cafe, and we also serve uh, Wednesday nights for The Edge. I got involved because I really think that that's what God wants us to do. God wants us in the game. He doesn't want us sitting on the sidelines. I started in the cafe because they needed someone um, to do IT-ish, you know, to play with the iPads because I have some familiarity with IT stuff. And then we started, they needed more leaders in Slife like five years ago, maybe six now. And then once ours left Slife, we moved into Edge. We're just large children ourselves. Well, all four of us, we've been involved with the... Uh the cafe team. Ever since the cafe opened, we've been there volunteering um, as a family. And it's fun to do something where all four of us can serve together. Getting to know other people um, is fantastic. And you get to um, develop a bond and relationship with these people. And you find out a lot of the times that in life, you may be at the same spot as they are, and you have a lot in common. Just seeing people's lives being transformed is such an encouragement to me. And seeing my life transformed because I'm in, in a group of people who are vulnerable and honest and are just sharing life together. For me, it's really cool to see God working through other people, like to be able to serve them. I mean, I love to do that kind of stuff. Well, I think what's really cool about serving just in general is, is that... Um, you get to do the work of God, right? Is the ability to sit there, serve people, they hopefully will pick up and serve others as well, you know? I feel like it's emphasized our serving hearts and giving up certain things like parties and sleepovers to serve at the cafe, which is a sacrifice, but it's totally worth it. 
I think it's one of the disciplines. You know, we talk about prayer and fasting and reading the word. I think serving is just another one of those spiritual disciplines that we need to get involved in. And, and you see this on Sundays. People are serving, there's, there's energy and there's passion. And I think it just helps us in our spiritual lives if we're serving, there's just something inside of us that just allows us to be energized. And as we go, go closer to Christ, it, it's a transforming thing. I think there's something for everyone. Whatever you feel you're comfortable with, you're good at, um, I think you can plug in just easily. And it's fun. It's a lot of fun, mm -hmm. I think. Too much fun. Too much fun. Those are just a few of the amazing uh, change makers in this church. I mean, there are hundreds of, of, of people that we could have, we could have chosen uh, for that uh, video. And we are grateful. We are so thankful for all of you. Thank you for accepting God's call to uh, advance God's cause and for living by a code that makes a, a difference. And to just celebrate what God's done over the last uh, 20 years here and uh, to say thank you to everybody here. Uh, for coming out uh, today. We got a little gift for you. We got one of these uh, cups. And, you know, this isn't just an ordinary cup, but when you put a cold uh, beverage in here, it's really cool. Somehow it changes colors. And uh, we got lots of these. Uh, so uh, we've got one for everybody here. Be sure to take one on your way out. And then, you know, every time you see this cup uh, change colors, would you remember God wants to use you as a change maker? Now, maybe some of you have been felt inspired uh, today, and you're wondering, you know, I wonder, is there a place for me on the River Glen team? And the answer is, is yes. We put together a card. It's in the chair back in front of you. It says contribute on it. It looks kind of like this. Would you just reach forward and take that card out? And uh, let's take a look at that just for, just for a moment. Here's what happens sometimes. People come in to River Glen. They're new. And, and they look around, and they think, oh, River Glen's a large church. They don't need me. But you know what? It's the exact opposite. It's the exact opposite. Because we are a large church, we need you. And as we look forward, God, God's got some great plans in our, in our future. And uh, we're going to need uh, your help. We're going to need more uh, change makers. And so if you would just fill that out, if you're interested in finding out more about being a change maker around here, lots of opportunities there. Look that over. Fill that out. And just drop that in the offering bag uh, a little bit later uh, in the uh, service. Now, I want to wrap up. I want to wrap up my talk here a little bit uh, different. And uh, I want to ask you, if you would, to please stand. Would you go ahead and just stand up uh, for a moment? I, I thought, you know, we've got a lot of change makers, you know, in this room. And I thought it'd be really neat, you know, on our 20th anniversary to kind of commission you, okay, in your work in your serving with some of the words from the bless, with some, some words of blessing from the code that we've talked about uh, today. I thought, you know, there, there may also be some people here who feel inspired and, uh, and, and, and you're feeling like, you know, that's what I want to do too. I want to move my life. I aspire to be a change maker and uh, maybe you'd like to participate as well. And so I'm going to ask you some questions and, and I want you to just repeat this code, okay? Uh, but I want you to repeat it like you're a football team. All right? And, uh, you know, your, your football team, your championship team, and you're going out to play in the Super Bowl. I don't want you to say this politely, okay? Uh, say it like, a, like, a, like a, a football team. And so let me ask you, if you believe this statement in your heart, would you just say, Jesus is a star, we are just the body doubles? Awesome. If you understand, it's not about you. It's about God's purposes. Would you just say, it's not about me? 
And if you understand, God's called us not to, not to a building, but to be people who make up the church every day, everywhere, 24-7. Uh, would you say, I'm the church every day and everywhere? And if you believe that extraordinary should be ordinary for followers of Jesus, in honor of the one who gave his life for us, would you say extra is ordinary? And if you will use words that don't tear down but build up, words that don't diminish but speak life into other people, would you just say build up? up. Yeah, thank you. God bless all of you in the high calling of change makers. You can go ahead and be seated. Before we share communion, I'm going to pray for us. And I know we have some visitors with us. And you're welcome to share communion with us. If it's, if it's new to you and you want to take a pass, that's fine. But our communion is open. Communion is an opportunity for those of us to follow Jesus, to remember that he's the star. He's our Savior. He's our Lord. And if, if you're here and you have never made the decision to follow Jesus and express that decision through baptism. We're actually going to have an opportunity for you to do that in a couple weeks. We're going to have baptisms in our, in our weekend services. You can fill out the card in the program, and we'd love to include you. What a great day, you know, the 20th anniversary, to make the decision to say yes to uh, baptism. Baptism and communion are two ways that we acknowledge that Jesus is the star. He's, he's, he's the Lord. He's our Savior. Let me pray for us. God, thank you for all the uh, tremendous change makers of River Glen. We thank you for handcrafting, custom designing each of us before we were born to give us a purpose and a destiny so we don't just float through life like a feather on a breeze. You called us to this time. You called us to this place so that people would reach out for your son Jesus and find him and follow him. We thank you, and I thank you for those who have said yes to your call to advance your cause and demonstrate this code. God, as, as, we, as, as we celebrate 20 years as a church, we acknowledge Jesus is the only star in this place because of what he did on the cross for us and how he came back to life and reigns forever in heaven. We're honored to get to be body doubles until he returns. May you continue to be honored in this place. God, keep changing more lives. Keep your hand on this church as we point more and more people to you. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen.